0: Excuse the background noise If you hear any I I, I tried to make sure that you couldn't But if you hear any It's the voice on the background Good morning, good afternoon, good evening Whenever it is you decide to make Big Sky Sports Talk A part of your day My family and I greatly appreciate it You found the one and only Podcast that is completely devoted To the coverage of the four major franchises Of the four sports franchises of Phoenix, Arizona, as I butcher this intro, but what makes us different, and the one and only, is that we do it from Big Sky Country, we do it from Billings, Montana. We cover ASU football, ASU basketball, USL championship, soccer with the Phoenix Rising, and the WNBA with the Phoenix Mercury, all available to you Tuesday through Saturday. Happy Friday, happy, happy Friday, we made it, Um, it's a late uh, start show for Several reasons. One, um, uh, work last night lasted until about eleven o'clock. I was gonna Uber, but I talked to a co-worker until 1230. Came home, watched uh one third of the Suns game, woke up this morning with still out check with still not checking my phone, finished the Suns game, saw that they won, and they're their only team to do so. Started watching the voice. It's on in the background. like I said I don't know if it's coming through the mic and if it's not, that's actually fantastic. Um because um I have it up pretty loud actually. Um and then that also lets you know that I have a good mic where I can have all this background noise going on and it not bleed through. So that's great. Um we have a lot of things to get to. Um Phoenix Rising yesterday, and then uh, all uh, the three franchise sports that, that uh, are currently in action played as well. And uh, it was a rough, rough night uh, for two of the three of them. And uh, so there's that. Um, I have, I don't know how much this is going to make a difference but I'm going to go ahead and mention this this is a part of the Ubering I had and there's a Facebook page for it um but uh I ha- I this is it was very weird very very weird happened to me yesterday um, there I took someone uh home and They just out of the blue, like right before I got to their house, said, hey, I don't know if you heard about the um, officer or whatever. that was a part of a shooting or whatever um, that passed away. But there's a benefit for the children. He leaves uh, two children and a a daughter and a son and, and whatnot. And she had me screenshot. Well, take a picture, I guess it wouldn't. It's of her phone. And um, it says uh, it's Saturday, uh, this Saturday, um, here in Billings. So if you live in Billings, if you've found my show locally, I don't know if I have anybody locally. Um, I I, I think I still uh, cater to a lot of my friends and family uh, in Alabama. But if you live locally here, um, and maybe you can find a way to support this somehow by giving something. I don't know. Um, But uh, Saturday uh this saturday from 3 to 7 p.m. it's an event called it takes a village and uh, it's a fundraising event to benefit the children of uh, carlos and i don't see the last name um and it is going to be um uh where is it um it's going to be it doesn't say where it's going to be hold on maybe that photo doesn't say uh maybe this one um Let's see. He says, okay, um, everyone is getting closer to the big event. My brother's fundraiser, it takes a village. Uh, April 8th at the American Legion, uh, 1540 Broadwater Avenue. Um, or Broadwater Street, I think, is uh, not Avenue, uh, at 3 p.m. Please come and join. Lots of food, uh, fun, good company, laughter. Uh, we're going to have a uh, great day. Um, we're gonna have a DJ playing. Uh, looking forward to seeing all you there making friends as well. Remember, it's twenty one and up. So, it's twenty one and up. I I guess because of the party atmosphere. Um, but there, all the proceeds of anything that's going on from the food and games and whatnot are going to support this this uh, officer and his family that that he lost his life in a shooting that happened in, in here in Billings, actually. I heard of a couple of different shootings recently. To be honest with you, um, and I don't know if this was one that happened, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, a week ago, or if it was one that happened um, about uh, maybe um, maybe about a month ago. I'm not sure. I don't follow the news, but anyway, I wanted to share that. I'm gonna share it on on my personal stuff. So if you follow me David Murphy then you can see it I'm not going to follow it on the uh, share it on the podcast um I might I don't I don't think I will but um I'll share the event and uh locally here in, in Billings if you want to uh support you can do that I I appreciate it and uh um I'm sure the uh the Family does too, so most certainly, if nothing, um, pray for uh, Carlos's family. I, I said it doesn't have a last name, the well, the event does, but off my phone, it I didn't have a last name. But uh, pray for Carlos, so Jesus you know, the Lord knows who he is and who his family is, and in a tough, definitely a tough situation. So, if nothing else, I think maybe that lady, you know, might have known that I was a man of faith and that I can pray with them as well. So, in fact, we're going to do that right now. Lord, I pray for uh, Mr. Carlos and this family um, that uh, leaves behind some loved ones, uh, some kids that are now basically orphans. And I, I pray that uh, an a event that's uh, this Saturday, so tomorrow, um, goes well um, and uh um, that you would, uh, move and have your way and, 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 and be with the family in, in this tough time and in, in your mighty name, I pray. Amen. Um, so there's, there's that. I don't have anything else. It's just, uh, just been working, working hard, doing Ubering. Um, and, uh, wanted to go ahead and share that. Like I said, that's tomorrow, uh, three to 7 PM, 3 PM to 7 PM. Um, I, uh, I might, in and see what's going on uh, uh, tomorrow, but not not until seven because uh, this weekend um, Canvas is having our Easter weekend and starting tomorrow all the way through Sunday, and so I'm I, I'm excited about that. Uh, my niece is getting baptized uh, tomorrow, so I, I most certainly won't um, miss that. Um, but uh, anyway. I think that's everything. I got caught up, got you guys all caught up on everything that's happening right now. Um, turning my head to see what's going on with the voice, see what's going on there. I got to catch up. I'm like 10, 10 episodes behind, so I have it kind of playing and I'm kind of paying attention, kind of listening. And and uh, I, I don't. I think if I don't do it today and and a little bit tomorrow, then I won't ever catch up. And it's Blake's last season, so want to want to do that as best I can. But anyway, let's go ahead and get to some sports. Get to what uh, what you guys came for, for I guess. Um, we'll go ahead and with some coyotes. It's going to be very brief. I have no sound for the coyotes. It's just going to be me, 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 me on uh, for the coyotes, and that's going to be up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. It's the two minute warning. This is the beautiful part of the podcast where you give me two minutes and I give you everything that happened yesterday and last night. We actually go to Wednesday night and start off with the Phoenix Rising. They won over Greenville 1-0. The first and only goal was score 21 minutes into the match by Carlos Harvey. The Rising had 12 fouls and four saves. Greenville had 17 fouls and four saves. The next match for the Rising will be on Saturday, which is, no, Sunday, which is this weekend, to face Birmingham. Next, we take things to Seattle, Washington. The Coyotes have now lost nine straight games and two back-to-back against the Kraken, uh, including last night, four to two. The Coyotes didn't score until 12-minute mark of the second period. And then again, at the end of the third period, the Coyotes had 29 shots on goal with eight blocked shots. The Kraken had 33 shots on goal with 13 blocked shots. Um, Both, the penalty kill for the teams, both teams was fantastic. As for the um, Kraken, they had four opportunities, couldn't convert, and Coyotes had two opportunities and couldn't convert. They play the Ducks tomorrow. Next, we take it to downtown Phoenix, and we had opening day baseball for the Diamondbacks. Unfortunately, they lost to the Dodgers 5-2. It all came down to the starting pitchers. Merrill Kelly went five innings and two-thirds, giving up four, walking four, and striking out four. Dustin May, he went six innings, Earned one run, five strikeouts, two walks. Game two against the Dodgers is tonight. Finally, we stick with downtown, and we go to the Suns. The Suns, in a first game of a back-to-back, win 119-115 to 115 against the Nuggets. The Nuggets didn't have any of their starters on the floor, and it was somewhat of a meaning- meaningless game for both teams and it surely looked like it for the Suns. Kevin Durant led the way with 29 points in 41 minutes. The second game of a back-to-back for the Suns leads them to Los Angeles to play the Lakers for the last road game of the season. And that is your two-minute warning. We start things off with the Coyotes up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. All right, well... Ah, oh, dadgummit! Did it again. Coyotes lose, and kind of what else is new um, with them? They they continue to lose. It's very very frustrating because I thought that they were going to have a good chance to win some games down the stretch. Being at home, they had a they've had a such a great home record. Uh, I mean, the last two games have been on the road, but the next three are all at home with the Ducks, the Kraken again, and the Canucks, but. Um, they they lost eight to one against the Kraken. had a, had a day off and then played uh, last night and lost four to two against the Kraken. Um, power plays was uh, the penalty penalty kill for both teams. As I said in the two minute warning, was fantastic um, for both teams. Uh, Kraken had four and Coyotes shut all four down, and, and uh, Yotes had two and the Yote, uh, uh, the Kraken shut those down. But um, just before the end of the first period was the first goal um, from the Kraken at 19:36, and then uh, 28 seconds into the second period, an unassisted goal. It's two nothing, and then the third and uh, third goal um, in a row, all unanswered. 5:52 uh, uh, for the Kraken. It's three to nothing. Then Barrett Hayton with uh, Matisse Michelli. On the assist at the 12-minute mark into the second period, it's one to three, and then the fourth and final goal in the third period for the for the Kraken happened at 3:37, and then um, and then uh, Dolphin, a name I'm not familiar with, at 19:20 before the end of the game with Keller on the assist, two to four. Team stats, uh, Yotes, uh, 29 shots on goal with 8 blocked shots and 37 face-offs won. That's 56.1%. The Kraken, 33 shots on goal with 13 blocked shots and 29 face-offs won at 43.9%. I already mentioned the power play opportunities. Uh, penalties, 9 penalties for 40 minutes for the Coyotes. That's like over a half of uh, of that's two halves, yeah. Twenty forty, yeah. That's two halves of um Coyotes uh, hockey that they weren't on the field or on the ice. Um, Kraken they had five penalties for sixteen minutes, so only uh less than a half for them. Uh, eight takeaways, only uh, two giveaways for the Coyotes. Fifteen takeaways and nine giveaways for the Kraken. Is how that went down, um, like, and that's it. That's all I have for the Coyotes. Um, nine straight games uh, losing, not even getting, not even getting points on any of these games. But before this stretch, they they would be losing some games as they as they have all season, and at least getting points. They have not got a single point in these last nine games. Um, and I mean, they're already eliminated, but still, kind of, kind of stinks because you know, as management was basically tanking, they were still winning and fighting, and 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 it's it's pretty much done and over with now. Um, we'll go to another team that's not uh, well, I guess, doing all right, but you you kind of hope they uh, win their opening day, and and they then they don't. And that, that's the Diamondbacks. So we'll talk Diamondbacks up next on Big Sky Sports Talk.
1: Please welcome the D-backs non-starting players. Outfielder number one, Kyle Lewis. Infielder number three, Evan Longoria. Catcher number 11, Jose Herrera. Infielder number 13, Nick Ahmed. Catcher number 18, Carson Kelly. Pitcher number 19, Ryan Nelson. Pitcher number 23, Sack Gillen. Pitcher number 24, Kyle Nelson. Pitcher number 25, Orvin Martin. Pitcher number 27, Sack Davies. Pitcher number 30, Scott up. Pitcher number 35, Joe fly. Pitcher number 37, Kevin Kinkle. Pitcher number 40, Madison Bumgarner. Forty five Carlos Vargas, Pitcher number fifty, Miguel Pestro, Pitcher number fifty four, Cole Saltzer. Pitcher number fifty seven. Pitcher number 99, Ray Jamison. And now, please welcome the manager and starting lineup for your Arizona Diamondbacks. First, introducing the D-MAX manager, number 17, Tori Lovello. Leading off for the D-MAX, third baseman, number 10, Josh Rujas. Batting second, second baseman, number four, the 10. Batting third, the designated hitter, number 12, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Batting fourth, first baseman. d
0: That is your 2023 Arizona Diamondbacks, as they said. Um let's I'm gonna keep it going. I am I'm, I'm gonna do me here in, in in a little bit. But all this uh at, like literally the highlight of the night is everything I'm playing, unfortunately. Um and we're just you know, opening day celebrations. Um home opener celebrations, that is. Let's keep on going. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, all the opening day feels, and then when to get into the feels a little bit more, um, a story that I'm not uh, super familiar with, but I'll kind of, you know, kind of tell you what I what I've read and whatnot. Phoenix police officer Tyler Molden uh, or Motiven was uh, tragically shot in the line of duty in 2021. Um, and his ensuing journey has uh, been an inspiration to us all. Tonight he threw out the ceremony, ceremonial first pitch. So let's let's hear the uh, first pitch from Officer um, Mo- Moldovan. I think I'm pronouncing it right. I hope they introduce him so you hear the pronunciation. But this is really, really, really cool um, for them to do. And I mean, I'm just, I'm just. Uh, thrilled. So, um, like I said, everything I'm doing, unfortunately, was the highlight. But I, I think that it's important, and maybe it kind of gets you in some opening day, um, opening home opener feels, you know, and you know, kind of the Diamondbacks doing doing things right. Honor where honors do. National anthem played well. The players announced. I mean, makes you feel like you're excited for some. Home opening day baseball, and and I get excited for baseball. I really, really do. Um, and and you know it, it would have been better if they won, but anyway, let, let's go ahead and, and tune into the uh, uh, first first pitch.
2: Personnel serving overseas watching our game on AFN, the American Forces Network. Welcome to those in countries around the world and aboard our naval ships at sea. Thank you for your service, and we had a very special moment, Bob, just before first pitch. We sure did. Tyler uh, Moldovan, who is a Phoenix police officer, he was shot in the line of duty, was given very little chance to live. He spent a month on life support. He began to recover at a rehabilitation center, and last June, he finally got to go home for the first time. How about that? That was a special moment in front of a sellout crowd here at Chase Field.
0: Yeah, that, w- that was awesome. Uh, you know, you can't see it, but he, he comes out and, you know, he's, I, I think he's being aided by what I assume is, is his wife, and um, he's out there, you know, on a wheelchair, barely able to stand up, and I don't know if he, he you know, he makes it to the plate. You know, I think it's a, a strike. It's a very, very slow thrown ball, but um, well executed in, in in my opinion, and um like I said, it was, it was good stuff. Uh, unfortunately, um, the, the highlight of, uh, one of the highlights of, of the game, uh, Dodgers win the Diamondbacks home opener five to two. Um, now, uh, Diamondbacks are one game under 500. um, uh, it was all about the pitching, as I said, in the two-minute warning. Dustin May for the Dodgers went six innings, one earned run, five strikeouts, two walks. Merrill Kelly has had a second straight uh, tough outing, um, but, but to be fair, you know, his, his ramp up for spring training was much different as he was in the uh, World Baseball Classic, um, so I don't know if he... You know he's not. He wasn't really able to work on some stuff, so kind of give him a pass. The kind of please, but hope. He, hopefully, he bounces back soon. But five and two thirds, uh, giving up four, uh, striking out four, and walking out four um, for the Dodgers. Five runs on seven hits, no errors. Diamondbacks two runs on five hits, one error um, for the. Um, Dodgers, they scored their uh, four unanswered runs. Um, one in the f- uh, second, uh, two more in the third, and one in the sixth. Um, and then uh, Josh Rojas doubled to right. Perdoma scored in the sixth. Diamondbacks are finally on the board. And then uh, Freddie Freeman homered in the seventh, five to one. And then... Um, it just says McCarthy scored. I don't. Know. It doesn't say how or why. I wasn't able to watch the game, unfortunately. But, but he scored. Um, and uh, it 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 was yeah. It was a score nonetheless. Josh Rojas uh, one one for four. Got an RBI. Catal Marte one for four. Um, girl Ger- I still struggle with the pronunciation of this name. Gurley oh for four. Christian Walker O for four. Corbin Carroll O for four. Jake McCarthy uh, scored a run. Uh, he was two for four. Um, Moreno, one for four. Alec Thomas, 0 for one. Kyle Lewis uh, came off as a pinch hitter, 0 for two. And Perdomo, 0 for one and a run. Um, Merrill Kelly, has said, five five and two-thirds, six, hit, uh, six hits, four runs, four walks, four strikeouts. Now has an ERA of 3.86. Um... Kyle Nelson, uh, one inning, one uh, hit, one run, and uh, a strikeout. Kevin Ginkle, one in a third, and a strikeout. And Vargas, one inning, pitched, two walks, two strikeouts. <clears throat> that's uh, that's pretty much the Diamondbacks. Here is the uh, um, a little bit of the post-game report from Valley Sports. And all my uh, sound for the Dimex is Ben Ben from Bally Sports Arizona as well.
2: Young
3: kid got that first run on the board by by hitting the ball hard, and that's what we've seen
4: from him. Yeah, and and Josh Rojas, I just think. The reason he plays the game is just to get under the opponent's skin and he does a really good job of it he's he's turned into a terrific player and a leader on this ball club and he's a guy that's you know he doesn't he doesn't shy away from you know left handers or anything that would have been a game win or a game tying home run but he just got a little bit out in front of too much but he's also one of their better clutch hitters and clutch players too so uh I don't. I don't worry. I don't ever worry about Josh Rojas. He's going to show up, and he's going to. He's going to. He's going to do everything he can to beat his opponent.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Josh Rojas uh, scored a run, and you you heard uh, Mark Grace Gracie there uh, talking about how he just got a ball foul that would have been a uh, game tying run, which probably would have sparked this Diamondbacks club, and, and they might could have won. I mean. It like I said it all come down to the, the starting pitcher, um, really, between both teams. One one guy went six and and you know only gave up one. I, if I read, remember what I just read, um, and then Merrill Kelly, he gave up four. That's four of their, you know, the five total runs. Uh, the bullpen is seems to be much better this year than 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 last year and. Um, it's it, it looks seems to be that it's all going to come down to starting pitching. And the starting pitching is going to be good. Uh, I think the the um, hitting and, and the offense of this team is is decent enough to win games. But it's it seems to be already, you know, in 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 a um, in seven games of uh, of baseball in early April that starting pitching is going to be key, as it most always is. Um, but even more so like sometimes, sometimes, you know, starting pitching is stellar and it's the bullpen that needs to improve sometimes, but you know, pitching is good all across the board. You just can't get a hit. You just can't get a run. Offense is struggling. But I think this, I think this offense for the most part is going to going to be pretty consistent. But you look over the, uh, games that the, that the Suns that I'm ready to get to Suns that the Dimebacks have lost. It's been starting pitching. Um, in general and that that's that's tough. Um but uh anyway uh like I said that that's that's uh you know how it goes Diamondbacks play again tonight game 2 of this four game set um against the Dodgers uh and hopefully they can even it up like like they did last time uh that would that would be great. Um like I said I was I'm still, you know, still pretty pumped about this team. I think a wild card, uh, final wild card uh, at best, is 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 what this team can do. Um, I know it's so early to even be talking about it, but it's just, you know, kind of the it's kind of the the the. Th- Ceiling of this team really um, I don't expect them to be super great But they they could uh, surprise us And to me I'm already surprised You know going into this game that they You know six games on the road Against two really really tough opponents And you you come up out 500 And now you're only one game But below 500 that's, that's not too uh, Too bad we got the Suns up next They're The only team that won um, That uh, Last night and uh, one of two teams That we've talked about In this podcast, that that won the other being the Phoenix Rising, uh, winning one nothing. Um, but anyway, um, Suns are up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. A very anticlimactic game between the Nuggets and the Suns. Suns win 119 to 115 but as i said in the 2 minute warning denver didn't start any of their normal typical starters uh they for all intents and purposes rested them all um and just said oh this guy's got a calf this guy's got a finger this guy's got a sh- you know uh, a foot a shoulder you know whatever uh, I don't even remember all the injuries but they did go over them. uh TNT went over the the injuries and and, and anyway but what I'm so frustrated is it, and 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 it looked that way for the Suns it really did um like Denver came out swinging their their second unit their reserves that played all game came out uh came out swinging and and gave the Suns a fit in fact uh uh we will hear Torrey Craig but uh he uh, in a little while saying to um, the radio broadcast that uh, we you know we've got to execute against the Lakers. The Lakers are tonight. This is the first game of a back to back and uh, it was it wasn't very good. I mean so there were some high moments, but it just was not very good against the uh, Denver's second unit in reserves is basically like I said all all they played. Um, and if you're the Suns, they played starters, but they their energy wasn't really all that high. Um, the, it's like they, you know, when they found out they knew that their, you know, the starters for Denver wasn't playing. They they kind of played like it. Um, so it's really hard to take a whole lot from this game. But if you're Denver, if you're Denver, then you're like our second unit, our reserves almost beat the Suns. We feel really good, and this is their first ever time. In franchise history, that being the Nuggets, uh, being a number one overall seed, um, that's the first time that it's ever happened. This was the Suns a couple of years ago, last year, as a matter of fact, winning sixty four games. They won their 64 fourth first or sixty third game um, yesterday. Uh, this this time yesterday, um, so it was uh, it's completely different. Um, the broadcast was talking about it, and, and I agree that there's the only benefit of being a number overall, overall seed is you, you know, likely will have you know home court advantage until the until the finals, um, and that that um, goes to the Bucks who have the best overall record. Um, but you don't find out who you're playing until you know a day or so before. Where the Suns, they know right now. They're 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 most likely playing the Clippers or the Warriors right now. I I do believe I haven't checked, but we'll check in a little bit that it's the Warriors. And so the I guess they're already preparing for that. Money was asked, uh, you know, um, what uh, what he's looking to get out of this game, and he, um, he said we're just trying to you know uh, get get execute some some things as far as rotations and work out the rotations, work out. You know, get some. Uh, I, I said before, uh, last game that he wanted to try to get you know book to that those minutes and Kevin Durant to those minutes and kind of get you know get everybody to the minutes that they're going to be playing with some more conditioning because they've only had you know a couple of games of a of full healthy squad. So uh, that was their intent, and that that's uh, you know it, it clearly showed like what that they were doing, and it just wasn't wasn't a great showing. Uh, you know, Chris Paul made a career high 73s, which is great for him, but it was just it was just rough. I mean, uh Nuggets scored 61 points between the second and third uh, quarter. So that's uh two um 30 point or more quarters that the Suns gave up. Um Nuggets had 25 in the first and 29 in the fourth. Suns um they won the first by two 27 to 25 um and then at halftime they were up at the half cuz that's two down one um yeah they were up at the half um they scored 33 to the Nuggets 31 in third and then 30 to 29 so you can kind of see how they won um just kind of Barely, you know, winning winning some quarters here, but uh, it was rough. Bruce Brown, for the Nuggets, led the way, 31 points. He was 11 of 18 from the field. Uh, Perfect at the line, 9 of 9. Kevin Durant, 29 points, 9 of 18 from the field, 5 of 7 at the line. Uh, Rebounds, DeAndre Jordan, 11 rebounds, 8 defensive, 3 offensive. Kevin Durant, 7 rebounds, all of his were defensive. And then Reggie Jackson Six assists, two turnovers, 30 minutes. Uh, Devin Booker, eight assists, two turnovers, and 37 minutes. For the Nuggets, um, it was uh, Peyton Watson. Thir- 26 minutes, one of six from the field, oh one one from deep, five rebounds, two assists, and uh, three points. Bruce Brown, um, 38 minutes, 11 of uh, 18. Um, 0 of 1 from deep, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 31 minutes. DeAndre Jordan, 30 minutes, 6 of 6 from the field. Uh, 11 rebounds, 1 assist, 12 points. Reggie Jackson, 30 minutes, 7 15 from the field, 2 of 5 from deep, 3 rebounds, 6 assists, 20 points. And then, um, uh, Christian Brown, um... Uh, da, 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 33 minutes, six of 11 from the field, two of five, uh, from deep, four rebounds, three assists, 15 points. Jeff Green, uh, 22 minutes, four of seven from the field, three of six from deep, one rebound, one assist, 14 points. Um, um, how oh, gosh, I can't remember how they say this guy's name. Um, Nyanji, I I don't even think that's close. 17 minutes, 3 of 5 from the field, 1 of 2 uh, from deep, 2 rebounds, 1 assist, 7 points. Uh, Chanchar, uh, 20 uh, minutes, 1 of 3 from the field, 0 of 2 from deep, 3 rebounds and 2 points. Uh, Ish Smith, 23 minutes, 5 of 12 from the field, 0 of 1 from uh, deep. Three rebounds, six assists, 11 points. Uh, For the Suns, Kevin Durant, 41 minutes. That's about where they want to try to get him. Uh, Nine of 18 from the field, six of 10 from deep. Seven rebounds, four assists, 29 points. Josh Okogie, 22 minutes. One of four from the field, 0 of two from deep. Three rebounds, two assists, five points. DeAndre Ayton, 32 minutes. 7-9 7-9 from the field, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 16 points. Chris Paul, 37 minutes. 9 of uh, – and that's where they want him, between 32 and 36 minutes. Uh, 9 of 15 from the field, 7 of 12 from deep, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 25 points. Devin Booker, um, probably uh, get a little bit closer to that 40-minute mark, but he played 37 minutes, 3 of 12 from the field, 1 of 5 from deep. One rebound, eight assists, and uh, 15 points. Ish Wainwright, three minutes. Um, nothing really across the board. Um, Tory Craig, 22 minutes, 5 of 8 from the field, 1 of 2 from deep, three rebounds, two assists, 11 points. Bismack, 11 minutes, 1 of 3 from the field, three rebounds, and four points. Jock Landell, five minutes, 1 of 1 from the field, one rebound, one assist, two points. Cameron Payne, seven minutes, one of two from the field. 0-1 from deep, one rebound, three assists, and uh, uh, two points. Land Shammet, seven minutes as well, one of three from the field, 0-1 from deep, two assists, two points. Terrence Ross, 15 minutes, three of four from the field, two of three from deep, three rebounds, and eight points. Team stats. Both teams were pretty efficient from the field. Um both uh, 50% plus uh, the Nuggets, 44 of 83, 53%. Um, they were from 8 of 23 from deep, 34.8%. Uh, and at the line, 19 of 23, 82.6%. Suns, 41 of 79, 51.9%. From deep, 17 of 36, 47.2%. And at the line, uh, 20 of 35, 80%. Um, Nuggets out-rebounded the Suns 38 to 35 with nine offensive boards 29 defensive boards seven for the Suns offensively and 26 defensively Suns uh, Out-assisted 26 to 24 um, Nuggets seven to four in steals and then uh, Suns six to two in blocks total turnovers 10 to 13 uh, Unfortunately 22 points given up for the Suns, 17 points given up for the Nuggets Fast break points, 15 to 5 in favor of the Nuggets, and points in the paint, 66 to 32 in favor of the Nuggets. Fouls, 16 to 19 in favor of the Suns. Um, largest lead for the Suns, nine. Largest lead for the Nuggets was six. Let's go ahead and go to Kevin Durant. Spoke with uh, TNT at the end of the game, and uh, where is it? Oh, there it is. Uh, spoke to uh, TNT at the end of the game, asked about, you know, the Suns win, if they got what they felt like they needed from this game, and uh, here is his response.
5: Let's go to Stephanie. Thank you so much,
4: Kevin. We're going to go to another Kevin. You told me before the game that you wanted to get game reps to help
5: acclimate yourself and work on this team. What do you think you accomplished tonight? Uh, we played until the fourth quarter. I think that's what we wanted to do, is get some real game minutes. And, I guess a team that uh, misses some guys, but they played extremely hard. So it was, it was good for us to get some late game minutes and figure out what we want to do on both sides of the ball. So uh, I feel like we was uh, missing accomplished tonight.
3: How about the play of Chris Paul? Not a ton of assists, but he's been asked to do different things. He shot very
6: well from behind the arc tonight.
5: Yeah, I think a lot of teams are going to force him to be a scorer. And, um, you know, a lot of guys, uh, best defenders going to guard me and Book every night, so he's going to have opportunities to be aggressive to score. And I think every other, every game it may be different for CP. It might lead us in assists, might lead us in points, but we just need him to be aggressive.
4: We all know that you have a ton of offense
3: on this team. You just mentioned Book yourself, CP. How do you think the defense have progressed so far?
2: Oh,
5: uh, it can be better. I mean, uh, defense can always be better. I think we're playing harder in spurts. I think we have some, some laws in the game where we give offense offensive rebounds. And, you know, we don't do the little things well, but I think, you know, as time goes on, we'll get better at that. we got a couple more days of practice uh, at regular season games before the playoffs start. So I think we'll be fine. All right. Thanks for stopping. All right. Appreciate it.
4: Tonight, he had 29. Last week against Denver, he had 30. And Kevin
2: Durant and the Suns win it.
0: Yes, they did win it. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, let's go to Tory Craig um, with um, – the radio broadcast, um, Al McCoy and Tim Kempton had the call. Here's Tory Craig.
2: We got uh, Torrey Craig joining us in the uh, postgame talk right now, Al. All right, Torrey, Al McCoy and Tim Kempton up here looking down at you and saying a win is a win is a win, yeah. but it got to be a struggle, didn't it? Yeah, man, we'll take it. We'll take, we'll take it. All right, Games like that. Games like that is kind of good
7: for us, you know, you get a little adversity. Um, not making shots like you want to, guys missing a couple of shots, not getting stops, but just finding a way in the end, man. And you kind of get to see what you got and how guys perform in the clutch when you really need it. Well, you down the stretch those guys stepped up made plays and we got
2: to stop so we need to get well You've been in the league a long time and you know Any players whether they're regulars or not in this league you get a chance to play You're gonna come out and compete and that's what we saw with Denver tonight Yeah, they had young guys that came out and played well a couple of veterans leading the way and they were not gonna Make it easy for you at all. You knew that. Yeah, for sure. I played for the organization for my first three years in the league Yes,
7: and I know the bench players when I was there, they were so eager to play. So it's just the culture they have there. So anytime those guys get a, get an opportunity, they're going to they try to compete as hard as they can. And um, you saw that tonight, a talented group of guys that just play hard and play basketball the right
2: way and well coached. Well, Torrey, it was so great to have you when you had an opportunity to come back with the Suns uh, you have been back and forth from time to time when you were called upon as a starter. You fulfill that, but it looks like now that you kind of have found your niche. You've been coming off the bench, but you've been very productive. Are you comfortable with that? Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm comfortable with it. I, I just try to read the game. You know what I'm saying? Like
7: a lot of these games, we're flat. We come. We kind of. Low on energy, so I try to come in the game, I try to be vocal, making sure guys hear me, try to make the energy contagious, and then we start getting stops and running and scoring and that's when the game's fun and easy. So I just try to provide that for us coming off the bench. Tori, you got two games left. What do you want out of these next two games, next two games? The LA Lakers on the road tomorrow and the LA Clippers on Sunday. Just to have a a, a forty eight minute clean game. I mean, I know mistakes are going to happen throughout the game. Uh, it happens, but we could be a lot more cleaner with, with the way we've been playing defensively, offensively. We're still trying to figure out a lot of spacing things for KD and Book, and you can see that tonight. We're just trying things to to get guys in different spots because teams guard them different, and, and we're trying to figure it out on the fly too. So if we can just clean up our spacing and, and our defenses and efforts, I think we'll be fine.
2: Well, I'll say this. Uh, you have certainly found your niche, as we mentioned, done your job. You come in now. Uh, when you're open, you're able to knock down threes, and we know what you can do defensively. So, again, about tonight's game, we'll just go along with you and say, <laughs> happy for the win, Tory. Yeah, man. okay we'll, we'll keep it at that. I'm happy for the win, too. Okay. Thanks, Tori. Great yeah. job, man. Th- right. Thanks you for too. stopping by, and as usual, you good job. No question about
8: that.
0: Yeah, Tory. He brings it every night. We're, no, no, I have no issues with with Tory. I, I do have issues with um, with the you know the way the team is 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 played, and and it, unfortunately, I mean they're they're undefeated with Kevin Durant. I mean, I can't be too picky. I don't think we should be too picky when it comes to uh, things like this. Um, but I, I absolutely agree with him. They have to clean up some things. Uh, I feel like sometimes when I watch them, they're ready for the playoffs. They're you know they can bring a championship home. Other times, like last night, uh man, you know it kind of gives some some doubt. Um, let's uh, let's see what what the guys that uh, well not that called the game, but um, uh, what um, uh, they TNT crew. Uh, that's uh, Kenny, um, um, Shaq, uh, Chuck, and um, and I always forget uh, his his name. Um, Kenny, uh, Shaq, Chuck, and Ernie. I always forget Ernie Ernie Johnson. What what they had to say. Um, you know a lot of lot of these. You know I, I look up and down. Um, you know these YouTube videos undisputed and 2 hours ago. Suns can win the NBA championship this year. Uh undisputed. Um Skip Bayless reacts to the Suns. Uh you know, you use, So the big talking heads believe in this team and for good reason. But let let's see let's see what these talking heads have to say um as they were, you know, uh, observing the the action uh last night.
9: To go
4: for the man. Uh, hey, we are the man, the Shrag 75. We're the, the man holding us down. By the way, it's uh, it's inside the NBA and it is presented. Okay, right here. Okay, Kenny. Let's do 1245. Oh, Ernie so, and Shaq, already Kenny and soft, Chuck.
6: Man, soft. So yeah. soft.
4: I'm not even you doing are. it now because you're soft. Yeah. Kenny, I tell you, if, if me, you, and Shaq walk out no, together, no, no, no. they can't fire all but three of you know us. But you know what? You're you're just burning time here when we could be doing highlights. Wait, this counts? <laughs> <laughs>
3: this counts too. Uh so Denver had no starters in this game. Yeah. Uh none? None. I thought it was yeah. It no. Was none. There yeah. were none. Uh Kevin Durant and the Suns. Suns
4: 7 0 when Katie. You know played. what that reminds me of, Ernie? What? You know I love chicken McNuggets. G-Legets. Yes. And my friends want to know what That's part of the chicken it comes from. Uh-huh. So this was just like the Denver Nuggets tonight. Who are these dudes? <laughs> hey, these
3: dudes hung in there pretty oh, well. Come on, man. In a game that had 23 lead changes and 14 oh, good ties. Y'all know DeAndre?
4: Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, in, in, the, in the 2000s.
3: Chris Paul for three. He made a habit of doing that tonight. It was strange. We almost had a game where Chris Paul didn't have an assist for the first time.
4: Well, And then he he hit a career-high 7-3. Well, you know, I don't think that's a bad strategy.
6: Tate took the ball out of KD's hands. Oh, see, just like that, Chuck. Feed him every now and then.
4: You gotta get this it. more rebounds, Shaq. That's all oh, I'm telling you. Christian it. Brown. He's I like this kid him. right here, yeah. man. I like Christian Brown.
10: Yeah, I like him when he's at Kansas as
3: well.
4: No, he's yeah. falling in the NBA right now.
3: He had 15 on the night. Kansas, the three
4: there. We're going to Denver for the conference finals. Hey, your old guy is Smith. Here. Oh, who is? Who is it That's a foul, man. That's a foul. That's a carry first. Oh, oh my oh, Chris baby. Small. Oh, baby. Hot tub time machine tonight. You
10: got it, you got it. This is the difference with KD. You can't stop the ball because he goes by you, but he has the long range.
4: Chris Paul had a a hot tub time machine
10: flashback tonight. (laughs) 29 for
4: KD. And then Chris
3: Paul, why not? Feeling it from out there. Seven from the promised land for Paul who had 25. Two assists, seven out of twelve from three. Durant with 29. Suns have won seven in a row, eight and O when KD suits up for them. So um, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the Phoenix Suns,
6: shall we? And they, and they play well. You know, Reggie mentioned that uh, these teams could meet in the conference semifinals if every
3: you know if things happen, yeah, if the, way they they should, happen. So the way they tonight, should. So tonight, the
6: others for Denver are very confident. We have no stars and they only beat us by four and their stars played all four quarters and they only beat us by four so if it does get to that we should definitely keep an eye out for that but listen phoenix was definitely supposed to win this game when it comes to being a championship team be dominant at home, above 500 in a row, and beat the teams you're supposed to beat with no Joker and no merry. I thought they should have beat them by 20.
3: As we talk about Denver, let's introduce a new sponsored item to the uh, to post game show. Uh-oh. Whether you're looking to join or build a winning team, put ZipRecruiter to work for you. It's the uh, championship resume pre- presented by ZipRecruiter <laughs> for the number one seed in the West, the Denver Nuggets. Right now, 33-7 and seven at home. They have one more home game, and that is Sunday against Sacramento. Of course, uh, Jokic with his two-time MVP credentials and a
4: top-five offensive rating. I know we don't know matchups. It doesn't matter matchups. They have to get, they probably got to get to the finals. You can't win back-to-back MVPs. And be in the conversation for the third one, and don't get to the finals. That road in the Western Conference is going to be tough. Though, it it doesn't matter, to Ernie. When you're when you're the MVP, you, you got. He's won two. I know. It, uh, back to back. I know. So I know. We, I'm just we do, saying. We like, do an NBA show Yeah, he, We're he, kind he, of aware he, of that. But I'm just saying, though, he has to get.
10: You know, I'm not going. He got to get to the finals. Hmm. Well, I think the one thing about. Denver is, you know, in the years that he won the MVP, they weren't fully loaded. You know, Jamal Murray was out uh was it last year? You know but they, when
3: they made the Western Conference final in the bubble in the bubble Murray it. was
10: the guy. But he wasn't the MVP yet. Yeah. So when he became the MVP, they never had a full team. And that's why I think also aided him to get the MVP because say, wow, look how far he carried them. Uh now you have everyone, you have those numbers can you can you deliver on on the promise um, and you know after t'jacupo when he he's won mvp multiple he's been an nba champion uh he has he has done it and and if you look down the list of line guys you know particularly i would say 8 out of 10 guys who do that and get that award they 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 deliver by bringing their team to the championship what would be your biggest concern about denver
6: that they don't have enough experience to get it done you know this is that We know from experience that regular season and playoffs is something different. Uh, We've seen a lot of teams have beautiful regular seasons and just not quite get in the playoffs. When you have the number one seed, it doesn't matter who you play. We're not ducking anybody. We don't care about the play in because we know what we have to do. We've been doing it all season, right? Dominant at home, beating the teams we're supposed to beat, above 500 in a row. But I want to know, can they get it done? I agree with Chuck. He has to go to the finals and so does Mr. Joel B. Giannis doesn't have to go to the finals. He's been there, he's won. But those two, you know, MVP talk for the last two, three years, both of those guys have to go to the finals. They're the
3: only two teams in the West who know where they uh, stand right now. Playoff seeding-wise, Denver number one, Phoenix number four. And again, possible that uh, in the conference semifinals, they could be on a collision course. But tonight, Phoenix takes it 119-115 to 115 behind Chris Paul in his career-high seven three-pointers. Shaq in about five minutes. No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Margaret, I love how Chuck complains about load management,
6: but then he's the first <laughs> that walks out the door. Good job, Good job Vic Vinegar. Yeah. yeah, yeah man. You? There, you
4: <laughs> there you go. Stop it, man. Stop what? I I should, a lot of work been done on March Madness. Vic yeah. Kennedy shouldn't be here tonight. Yeah, we, we're a little extra. Yeah. You're real warriors. We'll be back. (laughs) It's like Afghanistan, as TK says.
0: I know I say it every time, but I just love that crew. They are so funny, so fun to watch. They're entertaining. Um, a lot of what you heard at the beginning and the end is, and I heard them talking about it at the end of last night's game, as they were taking wagers on when when were we going to get out of here. You know what, what what's 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 it looking like? It was like you know midnight, and uh, you know uh, some of them said well about twelve fifteen. Some said you know maybe one o'clock, and I, I think uh, Chuck said. Either way, uh, Ernie, we we got to roll, <laughs> and uh, just trying to get out of here. Um, load management is a problem. Uh, I, I'm a I'm a go on a tangent on that. Load management is a problem. That was the last comment uh, someone that tweeted the show about load management. Um, it's an issue, um, and reason why is I'm sure there are some Denver Nugget fans that live in Phoenix. I'm 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 positive that there are. And even if you're not. And you're just a fan of NBA. You want to see Jamal Murray. You want to see Jokic. You want to see these players on this number one team. And you and if you're a Suns fan and you hate the Nuggets, you want to see if the Suns can beat this team that everybody's been talking about for 100 plus days, um, that because that's how long they've they've been a number one seed. And uh, I'm kind of scared to think about that because I, I I agree with with Shaq. He said that you know with with none of these guys and in the Suns probably should have won about for one by twenty. And I, I think I can agree. Now you have to say, well, you know, if you're in the NBA, you're in the NBA for a reason, and you are still a still great player. And the Nuggets, uh, the others, as as Shaq calls them, they they played well and uh you know that's a concern for, for for phoenix for sure uh but uh i this load management thing is is really really aggravating um for for a lot of reasons and i know i get super frustrated as you, if you can't tell that i get frustrated about it because it 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 drives me nuts um every team is is uh is um you know does it at, at some point? I, I, I'm, I'm thankful that the Suns haven't done it as as often. Um, I feel like Monty doesn't necessarily uh, believe in that, and he does want to be smart. Um, we'll see what happens, and I could be, you know, ringing a recantation bell uh, tomorrow or uh, tomorrow uh, Sunday and today, um, you know, because. These games aren't super important. You always want to beat the Lakers, but I don't. You know, I don't know how important it's going to be. Maybe, maybe they got a bad taste in their mouth because they had this long streak, and the Lakers broke that. Um, and they so they want to, You know, they're just the competitive fire of, of Booker and, and the team. Um, they'll, they'll probably want to win that game, um, but it. You know, if the seed like it gets indefinitely locked well, well, they're already locked but as far as their opponent gets indefinitely locked before then whether it's the clippers whether it's the warriors um you know that that maybe that clippers game they 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 rest um um but then again that's that clippers game is going to be at home so you want to you know last a uh, big hurrah and a, a, you want to send your fans that maybe not fortunate enough to have spend money for tickets for playoffs uh with with a gr- great last memory so it's i don't know we'll see what happens uh hopefully I'm not eating eating my words uh let's go from one post game show to to the next i don't have the full thing like i've had recently but that's okay um but let's go to uh Bally Sports as they kind of talk uh, talk about what uh, what happened in transpired uh last night
3: a different role for CP, and he even admitted it does feel a little strange and odd for him not to lead the team in assists, to knock down seven threes, having only two assists. Booker led the team in that
2: category with eight, but again, this is adding a new dimension to the Suns because he can always revert to the old CP3. Well, yeah, but this is the one where he's not going to be
9: as fatigued, though. So, yeah, he doesn't have to assist as much now. He's got Kevin Durant on one side, Devin on the other. He releases the ball. They can go get their own shot. They don't need his help. And so because of that, you know, he's not going to get the assist to a high level. But guess what? They're doubling off of him. They have no choice. And so the, the encouraging sign is that Chris Paul is taking those shots. That, that is something that he has talked about where, you know, his teammates and coaches always get mad at him because he doesn't shoot enough. Uh, he's going to be forced to shoot the ball because they are going to leave him. They, they have no choice, man. And so if he's knocking down shots like that, it just makes his team unbeatable.
0: I uh, I agree. Uh, you know, there's so many different options with this Phoenix Suns team. I, I feel like Kevin Durant is is getting more and more wide open corner threes, which is the shortest distance with this team than maybe he ever has. I don't know for sure, but in watching all these games that Kevin Durant has played, they find Kevin Durant in the corner a lot. The Suns get a lot of corner threes, a lot of mid-range shots, a lot of three, you know, and they they will do that. And who you, you know, we've been talking about it, you know, since Kevin Durant has been on this team. Who are you going to double-team? You're gonna double team Devin Booker that can go off on you. You're gonna double team Chris Paul as he lights you up, or as he you know uh, becomes the um, the primary ball handler, ball handler, and and um, you know just kind of leading the team that way. Are you gonna go after Kevin Durant? There's someone that's going to be open, uh, and and if you go inside, uh, DeAndre Aiden is just about automatic. Bisbeck Biombo is working on that shot as well and a little bit uh, more of a force uh, on the inside as well what are you going to do the suns no doubt no doubt are a problem for, for any team and I'm not just saying this as 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 a Homer fan uh, when you know when I watch these games around around the league as best I can um, you know the suns are a problem the nuggets are a problem too. Uh, this this game really really concerns me on a, on a lot of different levels. Let's let's hear what uh, Monty Williams has to say uh, with his um, Monty rundown. Coach, what was
8: your
2: overall feeling
11: about this game, just the way it played? Uh overall feeling is you know you always feel good about a win, but you don't feel good about for me how we were inconsistent tonight with. Uh, focus and transition in the first half, guarding the ball. Um, and then they got some confidence shooting the ball, and then they started making shots. Um, what I was, you know, I wouldn't say excited or pleased with, but down the stretch, you could see when we need to execute and when guys are in their spots. Um, we, we understand what, what we need to do, but in the meat of the game, it was just too many. Uh, My bad situations in transition and just overall guarding the ball. And I think they had 36 points in the paint in the first half. That's not something that we want to be consistent in. But I do understand um, (laughs) competitive edge of high-level players. Uh, I think there's a – I don't know what you call it, but when you see that many guys out, um, human nature – whatever you want to call it sometimes you drop your guard you drop your edge a little bit and and then they're you know backup guys and a couple of their guys who one guy who starts started playing well and that turned us on a bit so i i get that part but as we're trying to build some synergy and rhythm you just want to see more consistency like we did um, in okc down the stretch and in the fourth quarter so you look
9: at uh, chris we talked the last game about him shooting more he said said. Uh, Career high from May three. Just how good it was to
11: see him? Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I think he's he's in this mode of having his feet and hands ready now, as opposed to catching it and putting it down and, and attacking. If they're gonna double team Kevin or play off of whomever, um, play off of him to guard against Kevin and Book, he's got to make those shots. And you know we know that Chris is capable.
9: Curious lot of minutes. We ran a lot of men in poker and Paul. I'm just taking into consideration about tomorrow where those guys rest.
11: We won't talk. We won't make that assessment right now official at all. But we're gonna, you know, get on the plane and talk to our guys and see what's best. Um, you know, it may make sense to play them a half. You know, it may make sense to do something else. We're not quite sure. Um, there's people that have acronyms by their name that. I'm not qualified to have by my name that are a lot smarter than I am. And so I'll, I'll listen to all the information and we'll have something in place by um, tomorrow. Was that
1: the goal today, though, to get those guys in the range that they finished at? One of
11: these games, yeah. We had to, you know, get the capacity up for at least one game and see how guys respond. Um, like I said before, you can't, um, hold on to that level of conditioning when you have a week off. You can try, but along with the conditioning, you got the emotion of the game, you got the competition emotion. There's a lot of things that you can't replicate in a practice. We'll do our best, um, but the bottom line is uh, I think every team that has to wait a week is going to lose some conditioning, so we're going to be in the same position if you're in that spot where you know who you're going to play from Sunday to Saturday or Sunday to Sunday.
10: You mentioned the execution down the stretch mm-hmm. and it seemed like you guys had success running plays and finding different reasons. Yeah. What did you like about that?
11: I just think the the ability to put guys in different spots and read the defense. Um, the first few times in the pick and roll they were they were letting Chris go right and then just guessed that they weren't going to let him go right so we flipped everybody and everybody adjusted well Um, the guy that doesn't get enough credit for opening up those shots is da i mean he puts a lot of pressure on the rim he's a big body Um, he can score around the basket and he can make free throws and he's also a guy that can play in the pocket and pass to a corner guy or pull guy behind him so a, a lot of things were in place down the stretch. Uh, Torrey had a, a shot in the corner that went in and out. You know, we, we like guys taking those shots because we believe they can make them, but the spacing and execution um, has to be at a high level. How would
7: like the inside of the play between
11: uh, and and it's like, uh, uh, I'd, I'd have to look at the film and, and see. Um, you know, D.A. only got nine shots tonight, but he was pretty efficient, and... Um, his rebound total isn't where it, it typically is. Da can get 10 in his sleep, um, but that that's not a matchup that I was really focused on. I don't think I you do that in the game. You I have to look at the film and answer that better.
0: I will answer it. Mont um, Da versus DeAndre Jordan, not good. DeAndre Jordan won that matchup. Yes, uh, Da was pretty efficient. Um, but if we uh, if I open it up and look at it again, um, if if I remember correctly and, and even watching uh, DeAndre Jordan, he uh, he dominated that match. Well, I would say dominated, but he he did it well. There was some putbacks. I'm like, D.A., where are you on that play? Like, what are you doing? You, you can easily, you know, get that, you know, and yes, D.A. had some blocks and and whatnot, but it was just, I I don't know. I think um, DeAndre uh, Ayton did not win that battle. Here's a, let's go all stats. Um, DeAndre Jordan, so six of six. So actually, he was more efficient. Uh, 30 minutes, he had uh, three offensive rebounds, eight defensive rebounds, 11 total. He had one assist. Um, no steals, no blocks. Um, one foul, one turnover, and 12 points. DeAndre Ayton, 32 minutes, seven and nine from the field. Uh, two of two at the line. Uh, two offensive rebounds, two, three defensive rebounds, only five rebounds total. Two assists, two blocks, one turnover, and four fouls. 16 points. Um so I mean the big difference obviously was the blocks the and the fouls um and the turnovers were the same um and then of course uh, DeAndre Jordan was a little bit more efficient um and uh they both scored um double digit points uh Aiden had had more points uh, because he went to the line and DeAndre Jordan did not but i don't know it, you know uh i think uh DeAndre Jordan won that battle especially since he's you know, more of the backup role there were some putbacks that i really liked of uh DeAndre Jordan that that uh, i don't remember seeing a whole lot from uh from Aiden. some second chance points that that happened that were uh, quite different. I don't know. Uh, you know. I think when uh, Mont looks at the film, he, that, that he would agree.
10: To Chris for a second, he uh, um, has talked about playing off the ball, catch and shoot more. And tonight, especially, he he didn't really touch the ball much in the half court offense. It didn't seem like until uh, in halfway through the fourth quarter and he has back-to-back 20-point games for the first time you know, in months, you're seeing him adjust yeah. to the offense?
11: Yeah, I think so. I think he's he's been doing it most of the year. I mean, if you think about earlier this year when Book was out, McHale had the ball and, and down the stretch. The game in San Antonio, we put McHale in sideline pick and roll. <laughs> um, Chris has adjusted. I don't know who's done it the most. I think everybody has, even Book. You know, with Kevin coming, Book, um, KD has the ball, and, you know, Book finds himself in a corner. You know, that's something that I think we all have to do, but in respect to a guy that's always had the ball in his hands, like Chris Paul, that's a huge adjustment, um, especially bringing the ball down the floor, and, and with the ball, you see the defense set. Now he's on a, on a wing. It's probably a different perspective for him.
0: I think that it could be very beneficial It's something that they've been trying to work on for a while, you know, less, less minutes, less work for Chris Paul. So hopefully he stays fresh during the playoffs that he's, you know, not having to bring the ball up because it, it, you know, as Mont said before, it takes a lot out of you bringing the ball up every time. Um, And then especially against pesky defenders like a Jose Alvarado that decides to guard him at, you know, uh, 84 feet, you know, um, that constant dribble it, 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 you know, it's, it, it's a little bit more than, than, than what people think. Um, I, and hopefully the, the goal is that it benefits them and hopefully it, it actually does. And I've liked the role for Chris Paul, especially, uh, of late, um, he needs to score more he has scored more and hopefully he continues to score more um, you know I like the the healthy mix of uh, distributor because he's a great distributor that's the word I was looking for earlier um, and uh, but uh, I think he can do both and I think he can do both uh, well um, he just has to have the the opportunity and it's a uh, like I said it's a pick your poison
11: I got a flight I got a flight.
9: I Looking at and struggling involved, <laughs> are you concerned
11: at all at this point? Nah. I, I I think there there's guys that, you know, in this league that you you would be concerned not book. Um, he puts a lot of work into his game and you know, if he has games like this, um, you you I just don't concern myself with it. I know. He, and the thing about Book is he can find other ways to be effective. You know, he's not just a guy that has to jack up threes or jump shots. He can get to the basket. He can facilitate. And that's how you become effective when your shot's not going. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Thank
9: you.
0: Uh, let's roll right into Kevin Durant, who led the team with 29 points. I still haven't lost
9: a game with you.
5: Uh, no, nah, I mean it's a lot. We played a lot of couple teams that that wasn't full strength. Um, I don't make too much of it. It's a whole new season about to start, so you know what we're doing right now. It's cool record wise, but we want to keep building good habits and stay healthy. That's the only thing that's important to me. Yeah,
9: when we talked about how we talked about how you and Devin wanting Chris to shoot the ball and he hit a career high seven threes tonight. Um, how important is that for him to stay, stay aggressive?
5: Oh, it's very important. You just need CP to read the game like he always read, been reading it, you know, since he was in college, high school, you know. So whatever the game tells him to do, he's gonna go out there and do it tonight make seven threes only two assists we're so used to him getting you know close to double digit assists every game but it's good that when you're unpredictable and uh you can switch attacks as a player so uh we're gonna need that going forward man so i'm glad you're getting confidence to just catch and shoot knock down them shots and be aggressive to score Chris called
2: this a weird game did you feel like it was a weird game too like
11: it's just a strange ebb and flow uh yeah, uh, well
5: Um. Uh, not really. I ain't gonna say that. I just think that. Um. Obviously, without their plant, them playing their starting five, you know, um, and we wanted to try to get some out of it. It was. Um. We wasn't expecting to be in a fourth quarter game, but I'm glad we was able to get some fourth quarter minutes and get some reps up. Um. But you didn't know who they were gonna play before the game. I guess that was confusing.
0: Uh. I think that you know, and Mont said it earlier. You know, you we when uh you know the competitive nature kinda comes out and he, he said about uh he said basically mentioning that um you know you you let they let their guard down. And I think uh Kevin just mentioned it right there, um that uh you know, not knowing who they're gonna you know, who they're gonna play Effect made things a little bit funky," um, he said. "We did not expect to play a whole lot in the fourth quarter, meaning we we as the starters, they expected once they knew that it was going to be you know the backups and the reserves for for Denver, that again going back to uh, Shaq should have won by twenty. And if they were up by as if if they had played the brand of basketball that I think they should have from from the from the jump. Uh, you wouldn't have seen, you know, the starters a whole lot in, in the second half, and let alone in the fourth quarter. Um, and so you you already hear the mentality for that Kevin Durant, you know, he's kind of speaking for the whole team. We didn't expect to play. And they sure played like they didn't expect to play, but they were surprised that they had to. It's 41, that's
9: something you wanted to do before the
0: postseason ran. Yeah, most definitely. I
5: felt good always, but it's always um – Good to log in some um, some deep some late game minutes. 40 is something, and 40 is a number I love. You know, I like hovering around that number. Um, but yeah, coach told us before the game that he was gonna try to get us some reps in, so it was good. We was able to play a, a late game and you know have to make some meaningful plays down in the fourth. So it was good, good for us.
1: Monty
9: talked about how hard it can be with this, the break, the week between the last game of the regular season and the playoffs. Is there anything you can do to try to keep the conditioning and, and kind of run in, or do
5: you just take it? I mean, everybody gonna have a little break. <clears throat> uh, I guess except for the play-in teams, but majority of us in the playoffs gonna have a little break. I guess is getting some practice days in, keeping your keeping everything tight and warm, and um, you know, go from there. We'll see what happens from there, but uh. I don't think that week off would do much. How do you feel about initiating the offense? Even though he's
7: talking about getting reps and you know, Chris play more off the ball tonight. so how do you feel in that way even you know you've been
5: doing it but you to tonight? Yeah, I'm 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 down to do whatever. I'm comfortable in any position out on the floor. I feel like I've initiated offense, I've set screens, I've spaced out, I've been an ISO player, I've been an off ball player. Um, So, I've been in the league for so long, I've been prepared for any situation. So, whatever coach needs me to do, I'm out there trying to do it the best that I can and help the team out as much as I can. Kevin, Kevin,
9: what is your relationship like with Peyton
5: Watson and what do you see in in Denver's rookie? I met Peyton uh, during the pandemic, um, as he was going into UCLA, you know, just got in the gym with him, got some reps in, got some work in. Just like the type of dude he is, man, and we just built a friendship since there. We always connecting and talking about little stuff around the game and about life in general. So I'm rooting for him, and they got a. He has a bright future, man. I think he just needs to play more, and in order for him to get comfortable with the NBA game. But he, you know, he's a student. He wants to get better. He loves to play, so he has everything right now. Um, it's a good start for him right now.
2: How often would you say you guys are connecting?
5: couple times a month, you know. Uh, it's random, random times, we you know, always checking in, seeing how each other doing. Uh, just just love his demeanor, love what he brings to the game and his enthusiasm for the game. I'm excited to see his growth. Question, how we, uh, going forward, how do you think the, team, the team's chemistry is at this point? Do you think it's going to require you to play 40 more minutes, 40 minutes the next two games to get more chemistry with the team? Um. I don't know, I think a chemistry chemistry can be, you know, you don't necessarily have to be on the court to build chemistry all the time. I think just the fellowship in the locker room, the camaraderie you we know, on the team playing on the bus, all that stuff matters. It factors into having a good um, culture around your team. I think it's a family atmosphere. So when you step in here, you know, chemistry is not really a problem. You know, when you communicate and everything, when you know guys don't guys police themselves hold themselves accountable i think all that stuff makes up for i guess the lack of time spent together
0: he was asked about the uh chemistry thing from um tnt i am not sure who that i can't remember her name um i know her last name is Reddy. um but I don't remember Stephanie Reddy, I think. Anyway, Steph, uh, I think Stephanie Ready. Um, we'll just go with it. Uh, she she had asked uh, Kevin Durant, um, not at the, the post game, but uh, you know, kind of a pregame thing. Uh, when when you know Kevin Harlan threw to her and said, "Hey, uh, Stephanie, what do you got?" And she's like, "Well, I asked uh, Kevin Durant about uh, team chemistry, and uh, he he said chemistry is not usually an issue." Um, a big deal unless you don't like your your teammates and that's not the case with this team um i i think you know chemistry can be defined as two totally different things uh chemistry in the locker room and then the on-court chemistry is how you know how well you you play to together i think they both are important um and uh you know i Kevin Durant says it's it's not an issue. I think the reason why it keeps on being asked is because only, you know, a handful of games, uh, seven games or so, um, you know, that, that Kevin Durant – and well, not just Kevin Durant, but the whole team has been absolutely healthy with the, with the exception of, you know, some soreness and bumps and bruises that you would have after, you know, 80 – well, 80 games now. We have two more left, so 80 games um, of a regular season – and so everybody, you know, is not 100%, but um, this is probably one of the more healthier teams. Um, so, like I said, we'll just see what happens uh, tonight and, and uh, Sunday um, between the Lakers and the Clippers and, and how they do. If we don't see a whole lot of uh, starters, then then we know that Monty and, and the coaching staff feels pretty confident that they'll be all right. Um or that they're that may be worried that the injury would spark and so they're just trying, kind of trying to save them from themselves
10: so, um so tonight you guys play denver you might face if lucky and then the second round of the playoffs and then uh in the next two games are against the clippers and lakers who you could face in the first round how much of the last weekend is not showing your hand not giving these guys anything to prep for yeah.
5: We done play eighty some games. We done got we done logged in there a thousand minutes of film. Like if you are a playoff coach and you don't know how we coming as a team, you don't know you're not prepared for how we coming as a team. Then I don't think you should have that job. You know, <laughs> we got so so much info and data on who we are as individuals and who we are as a team. So there's no hiding anything at this point. There's no. He may draw up a couple new plays that may throw them off, you know, before the playoffs. But even after game one, you're gonna still you're gonna get figured out, you know. So um, it really comes down to who wants it the most, uh, and just flat out who's a better team. So you know, it's not too much scheming and strategy involved around this time, I guess. Earlier in the
9: week, we asked you about the gap in play LeBron. Guessing you would like
5: to play tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but who knows what'll happen, who knows uh, what the schedule is, uh, but yeah, we'll see. Just follow up on that, like you,
9: you've always been one with the medical staff, right, and, and those kinds of taking those conversations seriously.
5: Yeah, it's always about conversations. We haven't had one yet, but I'm, I'm, gonna guess, I'm just guessing. I mean, we got a back-to-back. It's two games left, but then we clinch the spot we in. Yeah, you've already yeah, so I guess I'm I'm just guessing, like, you know. But I haven't had a conversation yet. I'm prepared for anything, whatever, whatever the training staff and coaching staff need me to do, I'm willing to do.
2: Thanks, Kev. Thanks, Kev.
0: Thanks, Kev. Let's go with Chris.
8: All for you guys. Uh, we are a game, you know, sort of up and down. we still trying to find a rhythm. They went on a run. You know, we're still finding sets, you know, and... uh I think every game we play um, with us is is still a learning experience. Cause you've had
9: some, some career-high moments, but you did seven threes,
8: which was a career-high. of made threes in a game. Uh, what's your thoughts on setting that mark? Should I should have made more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, just trying to take them shots, you know, and that's why these games important. It's a, New way, uh, like I said, I ain't never really played with guys that's getting doubled like this. So um, I think it's not just wait to the playoffs and you know find that rhythm. You know you need to use these games to to do that. With the,
9: the execution down the stretch, how do you feel about? Getting those open shots, and you know, Chris getting one, I mean, Kevin getting one, you getting one. How do you like the ball
8: that? It was good. You know, the ball finds energy, and I think we got a lot of selfless guys on our team who play the right way. And so, every night, um, if we do what we're supposed to do defensively, move the ball, uh, play point five basketball, which is our son's identity, we should get those quality shots, shots every night.
9: First, whether it was tonight or Sunday, what does it do for the late offense when you guys put
8: Kevin in that weak side corner and make the defenses choose? Uh, then it just comes down to me making the right read, you know. And so uh, it's a good problem to have, you know, D.A. on the rim, book up top, you know, me, Mitty. We, we got so many different options. I think it's just going to change from night to night and uh, just got to make the right reads. Where do you think you guys
5: uh, are <clears throat> overall St team
11: Two games left that you think gonna be having to play
8: those two games to continue getting more chemistry? Um sh- we gonna see. You know, we we can always get better. I think for us, uh, we set such a high bar for ourselves. We expect so much from ourselves. So when we have those lows, regardless if it's our first game together, or second game together, you know, we just um, we expect greatness from each other. And so we just gotta keep getting better.
2: Monty talks a lot about you having to make more adjustments than just about anybody else with the way this season has played out. Do you feel that way that you've had to adjust your game and your style?
8: Uh, Somewhat, but I've always credited myself in being adaptive and understanding that I can play anyway. You know, if it costs for me to assist, defend, shoot, whatever it is. And so... Um, It's a lot of, lot of, lot of stuff going on in the game. You got book out there, you got Da, you got KD, you know, and picking your spots. But that's why we do this. We're not used to
9: seeing you with just two assists. Is that the point of like doing whatever is necessary to
8: win the game? Yeah, yeah, I ain't used to it, (laughs) (laughs) you know. But um, it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, guys keep telling me to shoot, telling me to shoot, not just. Said, all right, <laughs> you know, and um, it is weird, but w- whatever it takes, if that means scoring, if that means assisting, you know, then got to shoot to keep him honest. Thank you. Yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know why that was so funny. It just was. Uh, let's see if we have anything else uh, from Dwayne Rankin. Go to his Twitter, see if he talked to anybody in the locker room or not. Um, that's Kevin, 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 Chris, 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 Mont, 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 Mont. All right, I think that's it. That's all he had is the uh, same thing we have already played. So that is the show. Um, an hour of suns, an hour of great... Uh, conversation with these guys, um, hearing from them and seeing how they digest the game. Um, but anyway, that's that's the show. I um, I appreciate you guys listening as always. Um, find find me find me on uh, on the socials. Follow me. Um, go to Big Sky Sports Talk. Um, And search it in the um, uh, search bar for Facebook and Instagram. Um, And uh, you can shoot me a message, get involved in the conversation. You can email me, bigskysportstalk at gmail.com. And um, listen to the show uh, on Spotify, Apple, Google, um, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible. Uh, just about everywhere you can uh, find the show uh, uh, and listen to it. Share it with your friends, your family, your neighbors, your enemies. And uh, let them know about what's going on over here. Uh, I always uh, appreciate it. Um, hope you, uh, if it came through, I'll have to listen. But it, if it came through, I hope you enjoyed the background noise of, of the voice. But like I said, I've just kind of been listening and, and watching it uh, whilst uh, doing the show, got to got to catch up. Love love it, and you know, it's Blake Blake's last uh, year. Uh, suns tonight. Uh, what else is uh, tonight? Did I say what's tonight? I think most everything is Sunday. Um, let's go and check. Uh, Diamondbacks tonight, Suns tonight, and then uh, uh, Coyotes and Rising. Um, coyotes tomorrow, and Rising on Sunday, and Suns on Sunday. And Diamondbacks uh, tomorrow and Sunday as well. And I think that's uh, all of it. You know, you have all the rundown. Like I said, Big Sky Sports Talk, Facebook and Instagram. Shoot me a message, like the page. Um, don't miss out on any contact. And then Big Sky Sports Talk at gmail.com. You can um, do that as well. Uh, I appreciate you guys as always. And until tomorrow. Sorry for the late show, but I hope you understand. Anyway, thanks.